Hey, welcome back here to the Central PA Poor. I am Brett. I'm Dave. And as you can see, we're missing a couple of our crew. Ben is out. He's unavailable. And Kevin is traveling once again. So he is not here. So you are stuck with Dave and myself here for this episode. And Yep, that's being stuck. <laughs> However, we have a special guest in here with us, and we are happy to have him. We met him a few weeks ago out at downtown York, so we are going to let him introduce himself. Welcome to the Central PA Board. Thank you. Um, thrilled to be here. Thanks for the invitation. Uh, my name is Emery Pager. Um, I'm an Ohio native that has moved into this area and opened Scrubby's uh, Brewery and Tap Room. Um, I'm the brewer, owner, electrician, Man of all everything, yeah. Yep. Uh, Jess helps a lot. That's my wife. And so we brew out of our garage in Dallas Town, and we serve out of the tap room in Red Lion Bowling. Wow! So welcome. We're, we're, Thank you. We met you down at Brew Kids on the Block down in downtown York. That uh, I think that, I shot at you. That yeah. <laughs> so they had a whole hell of a lot of Nerf guns going. Yes, they did. I wouldn't want to be cleaning up that street. Um, so, how did you make out down there? I mean, did did people come around? Did you? Get a lot um, of votes? Yeah, yeah, it was, well, I don't think they were voting on us. I think the votes were for the homebrewers. The homebrewers? Yeah, okay. that's how that worked. Um, but yeah, the response was great. People, people love beer. So. Yeah. <laughs> they were drinking it and digging it. So we had a good time. The, the guns helped. I, I really love what they did there to kind of create a, it's just a weird environment. It was. Yeah. We had a lot of fun too, even though we had a little bit of a, Technical issues, trying to keep the internet and audio problems, uh, but we had a lot of fun. Yeah, we did. And I think the setting up outside there, like in a little, what do you want to call it, lounge style mm. was pretty cool. Yeah, that was nice. Uh, so hopefully when the weather wasn't the greatest, I think it would have been a huge event without the weather. I agree. And first day of NFL. Uh, well, I'm not a football fan. <laughs> but So you're from Ohio, so I'm assuming you like uh, all Cleveland yeah, sports. Yeah. Hey, you're Cleveland in your, oh, I well, almost screwed uh, that up. Actually, right now they are playing the Yankees. Yeah. And, so we're uh, going to, we'll, we'll discuss that a little bit later. <laughs> and yeah, the Browns, the poor Browns. I'm sorry, Cleveland fans. It never gets any better. <laughs> so you're, you're, you're down, you're in a bowling alley. And how did you get to a bowling alley for your brick and mortar? Well, it's, um, it was really luck. I, I would say I, so I had a friend, Josh, um, who owned, truck really really good pizza truck always loved his pizza he's like hey let's get together and i'll make food you make the beer and see what happens so we looked at a lot of places talked about it talked about it and nothing happened it's just the pie wasn't big enough the slice for all the people that wanted it. right so <clears throat> he knew the health inspector that was inspecting the bowling alley and the health inspector must have gone in and uh, Mike, Mike Zelger, one of the three brothers that owns it, must have said, hey, we, we had a brewery of contract and it fell through. We're, we need a brewer. That guy told Josh. Josh told me. I went in there. I met with Mike. And that day I told him I'm 100%. Wow. I said, there's nothing ever going to stop me because who's ever going to get a better offer than this? You know, they, um, I don't have to do anything with the bathroom. Um, they do all the food. They mow the lawn. They shovel the snow. All I have to do is make beer. They do everything for me, basically. I am a tenant there. 
Um, they really love having me. I love being there, and they really don't intervene with the, the directions I take them. That's they are, cool. They let me do whatever I want. And should say the honeymoon is still on. It's owned by three brothers, Mike, Dave, and Tim. Um, and we all get along really well. It's uh, Everything's good. It's a, a great place to be. I love it. And I see you, you're just open, like, just over a year now. July 3rd last year was our opening day. So, Which, coincidentally, is my grandfather's. And that's, we were going to get into that. Yeah. So that's where the name comes from. That's serendipitous. Right. It was, well, we wanted to open, obviously, a year plus earlier. So the name, yes, is my grandfather, Scrubby. He, John Wozniak. Um, he and my grandmother owned Scrubby's Bar in Lorain, Ohio, when I was a kid. Uh, there's pictures of it on the website. It's a kind of a dumpy little bar, but you know, it was part of my life, part of my childhood. And I spent a lot of time there and had a good relationship with my grand with my grandfather until he passed. So yeah, it was a no brainer when it came time to, uh, name the bar. We didn't really even think about it. Oh, it, was, that's, it was just, just that's, sense. that's awesome. Um, so you've been around this pretty much your entire life. Well, yes, I, I would. Okay. I love beer. That's, I think that's, how this all starts. Um, but growing up in a bar did not hurt, obviously. <laughs> uh, and then, um, so I did work at Allegro Winery too, which gave me, you know, uh, primed me for a lot of the bullshit that right. you have to go through, you know, all the paperwork and the legalities and all that stuff. So I got, got my uh, chops, whatever that saying. That's it. Or whatever. Got my yeah. chops. Um, so, you know, doing this on my own was not a big stretch. Cool. So, did you start with? How did you get into it? Did you start like hit oh, beers? Did you just jump in both feet? So, I, I think I mentioned this when we spoke. Uh, new kids or yeah. brew kids. Um, 1986. I asked my dorm RA if I could brew beer in the dorm room. So, hmm. you know, I never thought it would ever come to anything like this. But the interest of the process was always and. The interest in all styles of beer, I think, is what drove me. Um, and you'll see from what we're what I brought here, I'm not just an IPA guy, right. this, that, or the other. I really do appreciate all styles of beer, except for the sour. Oh, I, I saw that on your. Yeah, that's <laughs> something I can't get in. But he know, yeah. he knows I'm not particular about yeah. the sours either. So. I love. You know what? It wasn't. It was one of those ventures. For, oh, it's like eh, I'll try it. Mm, I keep trying. I like it. Do you? Yeah, I do like certain ones. There's some that are, eh. that's pretty cool, mate, because you're, so do you like everything you brew? Except the sour. Except yeah. the sours. <laughs> so. uh, I get asked most frequently what my favorite beer is. And I, I usually say it's the seasonals. And I think I put that in the interview yeah. um, because I know I can't have them a month from now. You know, so I can go back and have this, that, and the other next week, next month, because I make them all the time. But when the pumpkin ale comes around or the winter ale or Oktoberfest, we just blew through Oktoberfest. Yeah. It's yeah. gone already. I, I can't believe it. Um, and I had a good part in that because I drank a ton of it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so did everybody else. You look around and everybody's drinking Oktoberfest. You know, it's yeah. And there, we had our last episode with uh, Luke was uh, our Oktoberfest. And we had four different ones here. And every one right. was pretty much different. Oh, yeah. I love that style. Yeah, Marzen, and mm -hmm. it's just, it was the way they brewed them, and some some were decent. We had a couple that were really good. I wanted to bring it here. 
Well, hey, if you <laughs> you shouldn't have drank it all. Yeah, a couple less beers, you might. Have. Why? Why would? Why would? Since you'd like to, just told us that you just <laughs> just to make us uh, interested I, in it. Yeah. Well, there's always next year. Yeah. Well. Yeah. So, I, I, yeah. I'll make a lot next there year. Go. There we go. So much. So besides uh, your physical location, are you can they are you on social media? website and all that stuff uh, tell us where they can well find i'm kind of old you know I, I miss the social media boat i really dislike facebook but i have to be on it i missed a, it yeah. i missed it too i, I was i was <laughs> standing on the dock while we both watched it go away yeah i'm not social media. i still don't understand instagram i apparently it has to be a photo that's all i know I, i'm not either um but i force myself to get on there and promote everything we do um I still don't understand it, but I do my best. Yeah. So is it at Scrubbies or how? How is your? Uh, that's see, I don't know. So we, what we'll do <laughs> is Google it. You'll find. I, it. I will find that out for you, and we will put that in the description so yeah. people can yeah. find you on your social media. Uh, not only at your physical, but they can look for it. Speaking mm-hmm. of that, they can find us Central PA Poor at Central PA Poor on all our social media platforms. We are also on the major podcast. You can look us up at Linktree as well. Uh, thanks to Ben, our young guy, who takes care of that I for us. Because, like Dave said, I, I'm on social media as well for my business, but I pay to do that for me. Um, And they can email us if you want to be a guest or you got any questions or breweries that we should go see. Give us an email at centralp or at gmail.com. So we got Scrubby's Beer at Gmail. They can get a hold of you as well. So, yep. Emery, this is. Uh, I've been looking forward to this, and I'm glad you decided to come up here and sit down. I'm getting a little parched. I am. Um, so tell us about your <laughs> first beer All right, we're so, going to be trying. Uh, what we have here, um, I should start by saying all of our beers, all of our standard beers are named after bowling terminals. I saw that. So again, this is a no-brainer. I mean, really, when we put this together, everything just fell into place beautifully. We didn't have to think about... The beer names, it was tough finding enough of them, but, you know, they, they were there. Um, everything about it worked out really Our tap handles are little bowling trophies. You know, like it's, everything was, it just happened, you know, so you didn't have to. Think. So our first beer here is called Average Booster, um, and I brought this because it is, it's a very important beer for us. We are in uh, a bowling alley, and before we opened, Jess and I set up shop in there, and we poured for an entire week. Uh, talked to people, got to meet everybody that comes in for the leagues, poured them beer, talked to them about beer. All we heard was, I am not drinking an IPA. I, I, I hate them. And I tell you, everywhere we go, we pour it at golf outings, we pour it at festivals. As long as it's not an IPA, I'll drink it, right? And we saw Landshark just coming in because the bowling alley was BYOB before we went moved in there, which was a hurdle for us. Um, so I'm like, well, I'm going to make a Landshark have to um you know it was uh, an experiment it was a i made four batches of it before i settled on this i went through ale corn ale rice lager rice and then i tweaked it enough and that's what we have here um and it is it's a 4.3 percent beer it is for the people that like miller light or which i think is probably the most popular light beer around here or Landshark, Corona. We'll throw a lime in it if you want. Um, and honestly, I like this beer. Like, I can drink this and still enjoy it because it's it does have character. 
Easy drinker. It is. And it's got enough malt that it's interesting to me. Um, it does have rice in it as an adjunct. But yeah, I'm really happy with it. It is an ale, which is different. I, it, to me, it tastes like a lager. It's smooth. It's soft. It's very approachable. And people dig it. It's our gateway beer. So this is mainly one of, this is one of your staples. Number one on the tap list. Yep. Right. Cheers. Cheers. Average booster. American light ale. It's light. It is what it, it is. It's light, but it has flavor. Um, I do get the 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 sweetness of the malts in mm-hmm. it. Now, if you compared it to like a Miller Light, I've not had them side by side, but <clears throat> but I'm happy enough with it that Landshark good enough. Rona, sure. this is an easy drinking. You're out in the yard. You don't want to get hammered. Mm-hmm. I I would go for this over any of those other masters. So <laughs> I would hope so. Kudos. Thank this you. This is a good much. beer. Yep. Now you brought it in a bottle. It's in front of you. Yeah, I t- uh, pulled it out of the taps this morning. So unfortunately, we're going to have to drink that so it won't yes, go to waste yes, before yeah. the end of the night. Going to have a lot of beer left. Holy shit! We are going to get hammered <laughs> on a on a Monday night. I don't know or about Tuesday that. night. I don't know, but you don't even know what night it is. I mean, you're already hammered. Nah, it's been a long. <laughs> yeah. So, oh shit! You know what? I forgot for the other night here. Oh, yeah, we can do that. So, so you got into a bowling alley. You're brewing out of your house. You brought a book. You showed <laughs> us to us. Mm-hmm. And what made you make that step that you wanted to do this professionally? Hmm. I I gotta tell you, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I think it's addiction to the possibility of failure or the challenge. Um, it was a big puzzle. You know, I, I don't, I don't know why I did it. You know, it's just one of those things. I, I was just turning 50 something and I remember thinking, well, you either make a turn now in your life or you're going to stay on the same path that you're on, you know, forever. So I figured, why not give it a shot? The worst thing that could happen is you fail, you turn around, you go back. Um, and it really, it was a huge risk. I was a home brewer. I'm not trained. I, uh, I'm not different. Um, I went at this uh, just really hoping and praying that the recipes that I had at five gallons were going to translate, that I'd be able to use the equipment, that <clears throat> people would come, that everything would work, that I'd have enough money you know, and then it. throw in COVID and hope that you make it through that and everything. It was, but why? No one's ever asked me that, and I, I don't have. So what was your previous, or are oh, you still boy. doing Oh, it? my goodness. Or is this your full-time gig? So I've been self-employed since the 90s, I guess, early 90s, 92, I think. Um, I was a graphic designer, uh, and I, was a, I became an illustrator, uh, I guess I was always an illustrator trying to be a designer. And the people I worked for found out I could draw, and I no longer got design work. So I was, I was an illustrator. And I got fired, and I started my own business as an illustrator and did that forever. And I loved it. I, I mean, I still do, but my wrists are shot from all the – because right. it's all on the computer. It's yeah. all digital. Um, so around 2001, I started a support business for Macintosh. Because at every job I ever had, I was fixing the Mac computers. That's up Dave's alley, too. Huh? 
I hardly do it anymore. Don't ask for my help. Um, so yeah, that, that was nice. Well, part of that was because I realized I needed to see people. I was not leaving the house. You know, it was one of those things where I've got to get some social interaction or I'm going to go crazy. So I did this to just get out. And then 2011, uh, I remember I have a friend, Jill, and we were over at the Allegro wine shop tasting room over in um, York, uh, drinking wine like we usually do. And the next day I got an email from Allegro saying, we're looking for tasting room help. And uh, Jill had just lost her job. And I said, Jill, you should apply for that job. Uh, not for me. You should apply for that job. Oh, no, I'm, I'm not hiring. Like, I, I know it. And you can ask Carl Helrick, the owner there. At the interview, I told him. I, um, and that might be why he hired me out. But uh, I had a beautiful relationship with Carl and all the people over there at Allegro for 10 years. Um, and that was it. That's all I, I did. So I've been, it's, working at Allegro felt like self-employment almost. Um, and everything else I did, I was doing myself anyhow. So the idea of running a tap room, running a, a brewery, you know, putting this all together, it wasn't really foreign to me. It's natural. Yeah, because yeah. you were in it. So. Yeah, I, I mean, it's, yeah, I'm not afraid of projects. You know, I, I kind of like them. So that, this was just a big project. So you're talking about your system. So when you said you, with the first beer we had, you went several recipes. Mm -hmm. How big were those recipes? Or were they just, <laughs> you're doing the five gallons or are you doing a whole? No, no, I don't pilot um, now. Uh, so I had a handful of recipes that I, I brought with me. But most of the stuff that we're tasting today is stuff that I developed out of necessity once I got to the three barrel. Um, so, yeah, I, it's every batch is a risk. You know, every time you make a brand new beer for me, it, it was very scary. I had just opened in July last year. And I'm like, oh, crap, it's Oktoberfest. I need a lager. There's not enough time to make a lager for October, for September once you open right. in July. Um, so I made, made it with ale yeast. I, I used Kolsch yeast, and it worked out really well. People loved it so much that I, I did it again this year. And, and I had the luxury of lagering. I had the time, but I still went with the Kolsch yeast. So anyhow, that was a, a recipe that I built on the fly just out, by doing research, you know, tons and tons of research. Uh, and then same with the pumpkin beer. Um, same with the bourbon oak. Same with the winter ale. Same with the Foundation IPA. Like, the, these are just beers I had to have. And I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to trust anybody else's recipes. So I kind of, you know, used my best hunches to get it done. Well, that's cool. I mean, you, you, you didn't copy anybody. You went on your own. For a lot. So, so a lot of my recipes, I should back up a little bit and say I'm a purist. Um, I like traditional beer styles made well. I don't typically fruit my beers. I don't. Um, do you don't sour them. banana, walnut, hazel, triple continuously, uh, you know, hopped, whatever. Um, I like traditional recipes, so I wouldn't call it stealing. I would call it just using. So some of these recipes, like I have a golden ale that I, I didn't make that up. That's a, that's a standard, you know? So right. I just use that and I've tweaked it to make it work for my system and for me, but it's, um, I would say I'm a mix of recipes that are classic and shouldn't be tampered with and then recipes that I developed for myself. Yeah. So, and I think 
that's what we've discussed a lot is there are only so many beer styles, mm-hmm. but it's how the brewers take that original style and make it their own. Yeah. What makes it unique. Jess and I were just somewhere ordering beers and, you know, we ordered classical style beers and they come out and they were really experimental, but they were still called a traditional style. I'm like, no, that, that's duping me. Now, when I order this, I want this. You know, I don't want it with some crazy new Victoria's Secret hops in it. You know, like something, <laughs> something like that. It didn't come out with lingerie on no. it. <laughs> I might have liked that. So, uh, you, you mentioned you're from Ohio. Mm-hmm. You like everything Cleveland. I never got into the Cavs. Never got into the Cavs. Yeah. So, I don't watch basketball. The only either. team that was ever any good. <laughs> My son was a big LeBron James, so yeah. he, he always... Wherever LeBron is, he's a big LeBron. So your Cleveland Guardians are playing my Yankees right now. That is, we need players. an update. Yeah, I know. Um, I'll have to figure out that update. But um, the Phillies won today. The they got past uh, Atlanta. Then Houston was getting beat, too, while we're making this recording. So we're going to have a little odds here. I mean, I'll, I'll make a wager with you. I don't, I don't bet. But <laughs> I work in a bowling alley. I gamble. Yeah, so you gamble. Yeah. So working in that bowling alley, you find it. It's the, the you've you've established it now that the people come to you for the beer. Uh, yeah, I, there was quite a bit of resistance early on. I think um, because, like I said, we were BYOB and they had a, a culture there. People were just used to bringing in coolers, and you know now they can't do that. So early on, I think we were met with some resistance, but now I think we're over that. Um, it was actually astonishing. When the bowling league started up this year, which was just last month, um, I was shocked how many people, how many more people were drinking so much more beer. You know, we would have leagues with one or two drinkers in it last year, and now the whole league is drinking. So they warmed up to us, I guess, or everybody's really thirsty now. Maybe that's what it seems like to me. I, I can't it, tell. It, it took it. It would. It probably took a while for them to get used to the fact. Mm. And I think it's great how that came about. You didn't have to go out and find your own brick and mortar. Yeah, and it it just fell into place for you. It feels right, and that's what makes it. Work. It's small, but it feels right. And they say you never work a day in your life if you enjoy what you're doing. I can just, our conversation, I can tell you're enjoying this. Uh, everything, yeah. Always. I mean, since um, since I got fired, I'd say, you know, I've been calling my own shots and doing what feels right. You know, whether it's illustrating or helping people with their computers or making beer. My um, ex-wife told me I had a job for fun, and I think she was serious. I, I think that bothered her, you know. Um, but I do. You know, uh, when I got hired at Allegro, she said that. And I was like, yeah, it is fun, but why wouldn't I? You know, why would you have that opportunity and that choice? Why not? Yeah. So it, you're, are you canning or are you, oh, looking to, ah. are you looking to expand into that? Or are you just going to keep looking at doing what you're doing and making yeah. it work? Okay. So I get that question probably two, three times a day in Taproot. Uh, we're small. We're three barrel electric system. We don't make a lot of beer and we serve everything through the taps at the bowling center. So today I went in there to fill four 750 milliliters of beer to bring here, right? I made a mess and it took me half an hour because I had to change the taps to make, you know, get the hoses to fit and all that stuff. 
Uh, I don't want to put my staff through that. So we don't do growlers. Okay. I would consider a crowler, you know, but we're small. That takes up maybe this much space. For us, is a lot. Um, so no packaging. Uh, okay. If you want it, you've got to come. Come and get it. Yeah. Get it. Or come to my garage when the garage door's open. <laughs> when the garage door's <laughs> open. We, we were talking about that with uh, that down. So as far as your sports go, what's your favorite sport that you watch? Ah, football. Football. I, I would say, yeah. Um, I love baseball. And actually, I was, I was thinking about this the other day. Like, if I had my choice for Indians to win the World Series, Browns to win the Super Bowl, what would it be? Because in my lifetime, neither have happened. Yeah. And I, it would have to be the. I'm not a big, huge football fan. I mean, Dave, you and Dave could probably sit here and talk. If Ben was here, you guys could go off on a football tangent. I was football at one time, but out of it, the Bills were my. Back oh, the there's 90s. some pain. Back in the 90s, yeah. 0 4 4. Yeah. yeah. I have often said only thing worse than not going to the Super Bowl is losing for straight. Straight. Yeah, that, that's rough. <laughs> Yep. Four in a row. Sorry about that. <laughs> I, now I understand why you're not a football Well, I kind of got away from it. I've always been baseball. Baseball yeah. was always my sport. Love but it. I Every day, it. all summer long, can't beat it. People look at baseball, it's like, it's so boring. I don't understand the game. You understand it, it's, it's entertaining. Yeah. And well, if you want to be out of there in two and a half hours. Yeah, you're not going to be out of there. It's not the sport for you. Yeah, it's not the sport yeah. for you. You know, you were talking about understanding the game. You know, talking about football, and I'm getting to the point right now. I, I used to I used to enjoy football. Um, I went to a lot of the, I went to a lot of the Steeler game. Um, not not not. I never paid for it. I was always there though, there with the university. But from then on, I was always into football. But it's gotten to the point lately. I mean. I watched the I watched water polo at the um, the Olympics, not this last one. Summer Olympics before that, I decided to sit down and watch water polo, and I watched it for a while. And it was one of those things where I <laughs> just didn't understand it. And 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 all you could do is is whenever someone got the ball the ball in the net, you knew that was a point. Mm -hmm. But all the stuff in between it. And all the whistles going. I mean, they whistle for everything. I mean, they whistle if your hair got wet. And it's just, and, and I never understood it. But they kept playing. Mm -hmm. But he had all these refs whistling everything. And I just didn't understand it. And I think that's what my problem is now. I'm getting to the point where I don't understand NFL football. Because you watch the game, watch the play, watch a running back break through the lines, and he runs for a touchdown. But then you wait to see what the refs have to say. Mm -hmm. And that's the part that bothers me. It's not where you get excitement saying, okay, he just ran for a touchdown. Okay, well, well, well let's see if the refs will let it stand yeah. or if there's something else or if there's laundry on the field. And I think that that's where the NFL is getting with me. I don't understand it because of the fact that, you know, I understand the goal, mm -hmm. <laughs> but I don't understand all the crap that goes on in the Watched the game last night where they tackled the uh, quarterback. I did not see that. They tackled the quarterback. He was in the pocket, tackled the quarterback. He called roughing quarterback. 
Can't touch the quarterback anymore. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that has been, the, the airwaves have been burning about mm-hmm. that. So that, that was a ridiculous call they've ever seen. And that's where it's gotten to. Uh, yeah. We, so yeah. our tap room is a Cleveland Browns NFL sanctioned Browns backers oh. bar. Is it? How did you, yes, how did, did you have uh, something to play with that? That's a story. That's a story. <laughs> I, I'll get to that. Um, but we were just having a conversation about this the other day on Sunday. Um, where we're like, well, just throw the flag all the time. You can always take the flag back, <laughs> you know, because somebody, you're exactly right. Somebody makes a touchdown, everybody holds their breath. They're like, oh, oh, and we wait for the yellow to pop up. So just throw it all the time and you can bring it back. Yeah. Um, so anyhow, the story with the Browns backers. So I was a Browns backer member. I forget when we were uh, founded, at least seven years ago. And we used to meet at Corner Stable, which was our place to go in York. Yep. Loved it there. Loved the people there. They were amazing to us. Uh, Judy was fantastic and her mother. And when I opened this tap room, I knew I had a dilemma because I had to work Sundays and all my friends are going to be over at the corner stable watching the game <laughs> together. And I'm going to be over at Scrubby's watching the game by myself. Um, and we do have the NFL ticket, did get the NFL. So as a, as just awful luck for them. Maybe good luck. I have no idea. Um, they shut down the month that we opened. Yeah. Hmm. And, well, the, the rumors just started going around, like, well, they don't have the NFL ticket. So you do. Maybe you can pick it up. And then I was like, mm, I, I don't want to do that. I respect those people. I like those people. I don't want to do that to them. Um, and then, uh, sure enough, the new ownership took over. They did lose the ticket. So the the guy that runs the thing did a vote through all the members, and they voted to come to Scrubbies, and there they are. That made you happy. It did. I, I mean, I love it. Hey, not only are your friends there now, now they're cha-ching yeah, buying yeah. your beer. Yes, they are. So that made it double the better. So that's pretty cool. Um, and, you know, I, I'm wearing Penn State because yep. I'm assuming you're an Ohio State fan. That's correct, yeah. So Not a big Ohio State fan, but by default. By default from, yeah. Cle- from yeah. Ohio. Yes state so he wears that he wears that for me, <laughs> for me a lot the thing of it is is i don't have it on see i'm a pit alumnist so from back in the 1700s shut up <laughs> every episode dave we're gonna go there i'm thirsty yeah, yeah well, i think actually, so too so uh tell us a little bit about your next beer all right, so this is um, a seasonal. This, this is, is one of your seasonal. Yeah, and it's fleeting. So this is a real small batch. Um, I made it last year. It's I have a it's a three barrel system, which should be ninety three gallons. I think yeah, it's around. Yeah. So gallons. what they don't tell you is that ninety three gallons is right up to the brim. So you can't really boil that much in there, right? So my first batches I was making were sixties, and now I can do like eighty five comfortably without you know worrying about a boil over. This batch is a 60-gallon, and by the time I'm done, I really only get 40 gallons because it's got 36 pounds of uh, pumpkin puree in the boil. So that is making just this really thick, pulpy, sludgy wort, uh, which is very difficult to work with. Uh, It actually burnt out one of my heating elements uh, when I was done making it, and it gunks up the heat transfer plates. Uh, it gets over into the fermenter and it settles out and there's, you know, God knows how many gallons of just pulp at the bottom. So it's a, uh, it's a, 
I love this beer. I love the flavor of it. It is meant to be subtle. Um, like I said earlier, I, I like traditional beers. I like my beer to taste like beer rather than allspice and nutmeg. Um, I don't mind pumpkin because that's one of the main ingredients. I don't like spice much beyond that. The other that. spices they throw in it. Yeah. Like the and nutmeg so and all You've all had them, you know, yeah. or they're, they're overspiced. So this is meant to be subtle, soft. Cheers. 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 So Scrubby's Pumpkin Ale. I smell the pumpkin. Taste the pumpkin. Yeah. I think last year you may not have been able to taste the pumpkin as much, so I, I really circulated it in the uh, bill this year. So it's really present. It is. And I, I will, I'll, be, I'll be truthfully honest. I never really wanted to try pumpkin. Is that thought process mm-hmm. in my head? I like pumpkin pie. I like pumpkin bread. But I just like, and it was the same way with chocolate and peanut butter in my beer. But until you start tasting it and you're getting accustomed to it, actually, Emery, that is good. That is very good. So we have had quite a few people come in. Oh, hell no. I'm not. Don't like them. Never liked them. Don't want to try them. And, you know, we're like, well, here, take a, we do little samples. You know, if you come in, we'll let you sample whatever you want. Oh, that's that's not what I was expecting. Yeah, and I I'll tell you that isn't what I was expecting. But this whole th- process of us doing this craft beer journey, we have opened our palates to stuff we never would have tried. Two I'm years a little ago. jealous. So <laughs> this to me, I know you said it's almost like a breadiness. Mm-hmm. To me, it tastes almost like a pumpkin pie. Yeah, I, like the crust. Yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm getting a pumpkin pie out of it, and that is an enjoyable beer. Now, are you on Untapped? I don't know. Um, I, I was. <laughs> I was paying for it for a while. So you guys have to pay to be on Untapped to put your beers on? Yeah. So here's the thing about Untapped. Hope no one from Untapped is listening. <clears throat> so I remember we did this uh, first event before we even opened our doors in the tap room. And somehow people started checking our beers in, and I was totally unaware of what was going on. Okay. So that night, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I got to claim the brewery, register the beers. I get all this stuff in there, right? So I go through all that, and I'm sitting in the tap room with people, and I'm looking at Untapped, and I'm like, why doesn't our brewery show up? I'm sitting in the brewery, and when I hit breweries near me, it, it's nowhere to be found. So I called them. I said, look, something's wrong with your app. I, I'm in the brewery looking for it, and I can Google. I not Google. That's my name for search. I'm that old. Well, Google. Uh, yeah, it's the Google that's built into uh, uh, Untapped. So I did the search for Scrubbies there, and sure, it pops up the beer there. Everything's fine. So it just isn't so, something's not connecting. Um, so they're like, "Oh no, no, no! You need to, you need to be a certified venue and pay ninety dollars a month." Ooh, I we said, didn't know that. Yeah, right. So I was like, "Yeah, okay, ninety bucks a month if people are gonna." Check your beer in and get it out there. Um, well, it's not even the check-ins. They can check them in for free. They can review them, photo them, talk about them, check them in, you know, all that stuff without me paying a dime. You're literally paying for the menu feature. Like, I know if you go to lots of breweries around, you'll see it, and it's got the Untapped logo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The nice menus, right? Yeah. We don't need that because we have a, a pretty nice menu system as it is. Um, so I was really paying just for the brewery near me function for the search yes oh. and we went 
probably four months. And Jess and I asked everybody that came in, how'd you find out about us? Everybody said, well, I Googled breweries near me. I, I, brewery, I Googled, uh, it, it was all Google. Google. Nobody was using Untapped. No. So I nixed it. I was, I'm not but you can that. still check your beers. Right. Like if you go on there, you'll see our beers. Most of them. I'm not active on it anymore for a little while. Oh, I was, well, was going to check these beers in hoping I'm, for I'm a sure toast you back. You can. Oh, see, that's the thing. I wasn't doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that little toast thing on there, but I never got around. So sorry, everybody. If you checked in and I didn't toast you, don't take it personal. No, but you can find all us, uh, you know, Dave, Ben, Kevin, and myself on Untapped. And it's, it was an app that I was never my stepson. My wife's oldest son said so, you know, there's an app for that. Of course, there's an app for everything. <laughs> Dave has an app on his grill. It tells him when his meat's done. <laughs> um, and I'm like, I don't use my phone. So like, does Ben, though. No. Yeah. And <laughs> oh, so, so does Ben. Ben has, ben has the same app. I'm still old, so I don't have that. But I'm like, okay, so I'll try this app. Well, I'm addicted now. I don't drink a beer without checking it in. Mm. And I'm a <laughs> beer snob. I got to put it in a glass to even drink it. I don't know what happened to me. <laughs> well, it tastes better in a glass. It does. It does taste it does. better in a glass. It tastes better in a glass. And as far as that pumpkin ale, Emery, that would be a beer I would buy and bring. Sorry. So, congratulations. Thank you, man. Thank you. I appreciate that. That, that, is, a, that is a good beer. Yeah, I'm proud of that one. Yeah. And that's seasonal. So, when you say you like just seasonals, explain some of the favorite seasonals that you like. So, we're in seasonal season for me. Uh, this is... Oktoberfest. Yeah, this is heaven. You know, starts with Oktoberfest for us, includes the pumpkin. We try to do something interesting. Um, we're doing a, a bourbon barrel oak porter. Um, and we're trying to release that on November 1st. Um, and then, and I consider that a seasonal in that we don't carry it all the time. It's it's meant for Thanksgiving, Christmas, the the cold months. Uh, and then we come out with Deck the Balls, which is our winter ale. Jess came up with the name for that. Uh, it's actually fermenting right now. Oh, that's awesome. Um, so, you know, I love winter ales. I love them all. They're, I think it's only because they are fleeting. You know, they're, it's not something I can have in So it's not June. Good. Yeah, and, it, and I think every brewery has some seasons yeah. they rotate, rotate their taps. Mm-hmm. And people... I hear a lot. You need to carry the Oktoberfest all year long. You need to carry the Irish Red all year long. It doesn't make it so, special. Well, then what do you celebrate in October? I said I could make a double Bach or you know something like that, but Oktoberfest style, the Marzen is the beer for Oktoberfest, you know, yeah. and it's great. I love it. I can't get enough of it. But that's what makes it special. Yeah, you know, it's one only, month, one time. Yeah, you know? it's it's only here. So if you do it all the time, people won't have that appreciation. Um, there's a style that I've come to enjoy. Not a lot of people doing it. ESB, an English style. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I got, yes. I love that style, and I want to make it. And I, was, I just had a conversation probably a month ago with somebody about this. I said, I want to make it. It might have been Colton I'm over at Stony Run. I said, I want to make that. But, man, if I put something up on the menu and use the word bitter, it will sit there. Like, it will not move. I'll tell you who to, who to talk to. Brooks Haymauer. Yeah. Give him. He he made a hell of a good ESB. Well, his solution was don't call it an ESB. Call it a pub ale. Pub ale. And it'll fly. Yeah. I was like, that's brilliant. Of course, that's, you know, that makes sense. Because I was like, the first time I was up there, before we do a podcast and stuff, ESB, English, I haven't ever had that. So let me try that. 
and it was it's a style it's it's an accustomed say it's an accustomed mm-hmm. taste it's not for everybody but i think it's just like ales are become some of my favorite porters and stouts are still good but any of the brown ales the red ales uh anything yeah. ale is something is i love that is probably my favorite genre the mid-range color palette yeah um but man they don't move that's it and i yeah i'm, I'm stocked i've got a Greek Church Amber Ale. I've got a Deadwood Pale Ale. I've got Munson, named after the character in Kingpin. Um, brown Ale. Um, I think there's something else in there that's also brown, including Oktoberfest. And so, if I bring a couple growlers down, if you need some help getting rid of them, I'll come down and help. If I gave it to you, I'd have to give it to everybody. That would piss me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll pay, but they will help, too. I'm, it's I'll help mess. get rid of it if you're if you're saying it's yeah. just sitting there. Well, it is. I'm. It's, it's. They're not your flyers off the. They show. don't, and I, I don't know what I was thinking. I made them all back to back, but now I'm, I'm really loaded. Okay, but that's cool. I mean, they'll, they'll go. They're good. Fine. So, how many taps are you running in your tap? So we have a twelve tap. Um, what it's called? What the whatever brand? The one that you see everywhere. It's it's huge. Okay. Um, but I committed to quarter barrels right away, and found I could only fit ten in there because they're bigger than sixtles. So a couple of months in, I was like, oh, crap. i got to go buy a bunch more kegs because if I, if I could put just two sixels in there, I can fit 11 kegs. So we're running 11 taps. Okay, so 11 taps. Mm-hmm. Sixtel is the five-gallon. Sixtel is 5.2. And you got to have wait, probably wait, a wait, lot wait, of them. Wait, 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 wait. It's a sixtel, but it's a 5.2. It's a sixth, sixth of a barrel. Sixth of a barrel. <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry i just i just had to bring it yeah. i mean that's fine I no, mean, they can't make it easy i i had to figure out what a sixto was when we what the hell is a sixto it's a real f- close to a corny keg for homebrewers yeah. it's like that same almost same volume yeah so that's that's one thing that you know we're going to get into we brew kits but our next step is to do rain and come up with our own recipes now i'm we're not going to go full bore and go look for a brick and mortar time soon, but you know, I, I kind of enjoy brewing. It, it is like you said, it's fun. For me, there's like a Zen to it. <clears throat> I, I've, I've often said there's basically two types of brewers. There's the guys that are out there too, and the girls that um, want to make something you've never had before. Something they want to throw crazy hops in and experiment and all. And I'm, that's not me. Um, I'm more of the, love the process i you know a brew day for me is very therapeutic unless something goes wrong and then <laughs> then it's not so therapeutic um but yeah i i really do enjoy i always have you know um when i was home brewing um and i did do quite a bit of extract i was doing three batches of extract in a day in a day in a day i had it set up so i could run I was working on two at a time. I was, Holy there was a, shit. It was, it was insane, but I, to me, that was fun. Dave, uh, we'd be smashed. We'd never get past the second. Oh, you got to make it at least <laughs> to the middle of the second batch. That's the key. And I still try to adhere to that, but sometimes that. Wow. Oh, and even today, I still double batch. Double batch. Yeah, because I figure you're getting everything out. You know, I'm, I'm not automated. I don't have manifolds. I have little pumps that I move around and hook up for every connection. Um, so for me to set everything up and then, uh, have to spend the two hours cleaning it when I'm done, might as well make it do it, do another batch for three, four hours right after it. 
you know, it's a long day. I get up at six 30 and I'm done around four 30 or five, but now I got two full tanks of, of a beer. beer, you know, it's, yeah. it's great. And the and next I, day you do it again. If I had enough fermenters. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So you, when you, when you make these are, when you're coming up with your original styles, I mean, how did you come up with your, what you wanted to offer? I looked at every popular style of beer. I knew how many taps I had and I knew what I wanted to offer and I knew I didn't want to be heavy in anything. So right now we have three IPAs. The next one we're going to try is a hazy IPA. That is a summer seasonal. That is not always on the tap list. We started off with one IPA, which is unheard of anymore. Yeah, because the most place you got multiple. Right. So um, it was so popular, I had to create another IPA just to defer the traffic away so that I could keep up with the demand for the anchor, which is the one I'm referring to. And then foundation is the, the one that I made up. So I had to make room for that second IPA. Um, I kind of, I think we might've been talking about this off the record earlier that we were catering to two groups in our tap room. We have the bowlers who want all the light stuff and three beers in that category. We have the one that we sampled the average group. We have the golden ale messenger and we have a beautiful Belgian wheat called the sandbagger. So that is what most of the bowlers drink. And there's, there's plenty of guys out there drinking IPs and everything else. But that's the mainstay there. And then you have the craft brew um, brewery enthusiasts coming in on the other side, and they want the brown mild and the IPAs. And the They're doing what we do. Belgian. We want to try yeah. it all. Yes. And, you know, so we've, we've got to cover it all. Yes. Yeah, so. And that, that was the goal, to, to be able to do and that. And I think that's commendable to you. Um, you're finding out what A sells, mm -hmm. what people want, and you're going to make it for them. We've already eliminated some styles um, just because they didn't fly bullsh for some reason. Yeah. We won't even mention a quote. <laughs> uh, I got to know. It was another kit beer. Oh, okay. It's it the was ras this, the raspberry. Oh, I, I heard about that on one of your uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, podcasts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it, not a uh, raspberry something. It, it's yeah, a raspberry it. beer. Yeah. And I still, I'll give you a bottle. You can give me your honest opinion. We have plenty left. There's I got plenty left. There. Well, home brewers and brewers like I think they drink anything. You yeah, know, I I threw away very few batches and I suffered through a lot. Oh so, yeah. It was one of them that it was I don't it I didn't brew it with them because it was during my wife had so they didn't like the name I was gonna call it Omicron too. <laughs> so we 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 call it Ragtop mm -hmm. Raspberry and it's it's basically a raspberry beer. It is not a coach. It wasn't skunked or anything like that. It still had a beer flavor. So I bottled it. Kolsch is tricky. Um, I honestly don't think anybody really knows what it's like. And I think that was the problem we had is I think I made a pretty good German style Kolsch. Crisp. It was, it's, you know, it, there's a Nick for it. Yeah. If you don't hit the Nick, get the people to buy it. I don't, I don't blame you for not doing it again. I've heard a lot of people say, well, when are you making a Kolsch? I'm like, I already did. And it sat here. Nobody drank it. So, yeah, that whole slot, that, we had a cream ale. But the thing is, like, I was referring to those three top beers, the uh, Pilsner, Golden Ale, and Wheat. That's enough. 
I can't throw a Kolsch or a cream ale in there. You're going to compete. That, they're all the same. They're I mean, compete. to everybody else. Yeah. So I just don't have room for it. But yeah. what I think the plan moving forward will be to, I hate to say this, and I, I can't believe what I've become, but I am adding fruit to beers now for people. Um, so we're going to be making sours? So I, okay, I got talked into the sour. I swore I'd never do it. Oh. And I swore I'd never make a fruit beer. But then we started going to these festivals, and Jess and I would take Messenger and Greek Church and their beautiful traditional beers. Nobody would drink them because over there is a raspberry wheat, and over there is a something-something sour, and over there is some jalapeno thing. And that's what people want at festivals. They, because they're, they're craft beer enthusiasts. They want to taste something they've never had before. Right. So that's out of my comfort zone. You know, that's out of my real house. But I'm forcing myself to do it. So here, for example, we are going to Verdunken Oktoberfest on Friday. And we're taking 10 kegs. 10 kegs. It's supposed to be a big, big whoop. So um, of those 10 kegs, I have a pina colada ale. Wow. Uh, which I already served once and it went over huge. It was, it's something. Uh, a ginger lime. Oh, the pina colada might've been a wheat. Pina colada is a wheat. Okay. Uh, and then the ale is the ginger lime. I have an IPA with pineapple. So these are things I, I would never serve with. Ginger lime <laughs> might sound interesting. Tastes like ginger ale. Yeah. Or actually it's like a Moscow mule. More than and so you can kind of see my pattern here. I'm modeling my experimentals after mixed drinks. Yeah. Moscow Mule. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Right. I like them. I might even drink that. Yeah. So, mm. and uh, we've had some that, that are like that. And knows. Sells enough. You put it as a seasonal rotation. Yeah. Or just a festival thing. But I think that's what I was getting at was that I'm probably going to brew cream ale again and just dose every keg with a different fruit. And that will be my festival beer. That'd be cool. Around. So, you know, like you said, we met down at Brew Kids on the Block. Kind of got in with that with from Jason from. Mm-hmm. We had a we had a blast. I love Jason. Yeah. Kudos. He is awesome. Yeah, um, he's a great guy, and he's a spokesman for local beer. I, I mean, people go to him. He is the guy. Yeah. And so that Brew Kids apparently it was it was in the past, and they're trying to. Is that the first time you were there or we probably weren't open the last time they did it. So yeah, that was our first. So, and you're going to a festival this Friday. Unfortunately, this will be episode will be released on Saturday. So there, Oktoberfest is winding down. I don't think there's a lot of festivals that are still left this year or is there, there's another one on Saturday, which we decided not to do because we were doing Fridays and Fridays is so big. It's in York. I can't remember. I know. Um, oh, you know what? Is that the one out the uh, fairgrounds? Yorktoberfest. Yeah. Yeah. That's one out yep. of the fairgrounds. Yeah. yeah. Wanted to do it, but it, it's just too much. And right before we came here, I got up for another small little festival, you know, down, I think. And Jess and I sat there. I was like, oh, we come off of this big festival. We're already busy. We actually are on the work schedule that day. You want to do it? I'm like, well, let's do it. Now, is it just used you and your wife? We or? do the festivals, yeah. But who, who employees do you have at your tapper? So we have Rachel, who 
the next beer is named after. She's okay. our primary. Um, so this again, I mean, I can't tell you how lucky we. Um, she kind of came with the place. Oh, uh, and it was two so, for one deal. Uh, yeah. We actually we got three because her sister in law also works for us. Oh, that's awesome! So here's what happened: um, we realized probably in August, after opening in July, that we were going to burn out quick. Yeah. And I remember that like first days in the tap room, somebody said, "Don't make the mistake of being here all the time, thinking you've got to be hire people." So we set out to hire people, and we put out um, Indeed or whatever to get. Yeah. And we were interviewing people, and we had some really nice candidates. I was shocked. And then Rachel, hey, you know, I wouldn't mind taking the shifts. Oh my gosh, of course. So she's the daughter, see, daughter-in-law of one of the brothers that owns the tap the bowling alley. Okay, so she's our primary in that she works every Monday, every Wednesday, and every Saturday. And, you know, she's perfect. Great. And then her sister-in-law is like, I'll take some shifts. I'm like, oh, sure. That's, that's even better. So she's, uh, we have four people like her now. So that Emily is the sister-in-law I'm referring to. Um, we have Tony, Chuck, and Kim, and Emily. And they all do Sundays. They rotate. So they're current. They work once a month. Something changes. They're there enough to you know be aware of it that they can step in if so. We're blessed with a, a pretty rich staff. Right, speaking of, how many days are you open? Are you open seven every, days every day? Yeah, every day. Um, it changes, uh, and I wish it didn't. I wish it was easier to describe, but it's not. So, hey, we, this has been a pivoting part for a lot of places. Yeah, Jeff yeah. Lau from Mudhook said it. I remember it him pivots. saying that. Yeah. It pivots to, depending on what he can get help. It's hard. Um, and it's, for us, it's not the, a matter of getting the help. It's a matter of just, you don't want to be there when there's there. Yeah. You know, sit, we don't want to open up at 2 o'clock and sit there. So, yeah, so typically, what's your, what's your average? We are 5 to 10. 5 to 10. Sundays, we're 12 because we do NFL. Hard. NFL ticket. Yeah. The Browns, the whatever Brown, you call And it. whoever else, yeah. Just come there and watch football. Yep. Drink some beer. Saturdays, maybe go, yep, maybe go out and throw some uh yeah. throw some frames at the at the Chuck some balls. Yeah, so yeah. But it sounds like a good time. I'm getting a little parched. I want to try yeah. your next beer. Yeah, let's yeah do but that. before you do that, I just wanted to the Yorktoberfest. Yeah, Yorktoberfest. That is at the uh park complex. Oh, so it's not at the fair. Okay. Uh, oh, they changed it. Unless depending I'm not wherever the memorial complex. I think South George Street. It's off South Street. Okay. Okay. I believe. Yeah, I saw that and you know we would love to do some more of these festivals because we had such a great time out there gift tours. That was awesome. I, I thought it was interesting that you guys were there. Um, were you casting live or was We that, were live. Yeah, that's I love that. And that's like cool. I said, we did have a lot of technical. It was our first attempt at that. We've never done anything. And we said, well, let's, and we don't like to go out and look like amateurs. It, we're still amateurs. But you look pretty pro to me. Yeah, microphones and headsets. Yeah. That, was, that was enough. But we never did it. It's like, okay, so let's go try this. We have the equipment that tempted, it. But if we'd had good internet connection that where it was solid because it was a live stream. Now, Jason Gift Horse was letting us on their, right. their business <laughs> side of it. But because we're chewing so much bandwidth up. By Wi-Fi, it was just it would cut out. Yeah, 
all the noise was was affecting the road mics wireless so I don't know, we're, we're going to give it another try, but we're going to figure it out to see if we can, because it, we had such a great, uh, of anything, the broadcast might not have been the greatest, but we made a lot of connections at you. Yeah. No, I was thrilled to, to meet you guys that day. And then I think Ben said we got contacted from that, that somebody wanted us to come out and do another one, but they were like north of Philly near New York. It's like, uh, <laughs> no, it's a little out of our realm. Yeah. <laughs> But, you know, it was fun. So if we can make this happen with more of these beer festivals, it's great. And, you know, Dave and I were talking, we could do this. It, if we don't even just do it live, just do a walk, a walking room. Oh, yeah, that'd be cool. And just put it out as a release. I can't imagine any festival wouldn't want. Yeah. It just sounds like a good fit. Yeah, so we're, we're happy to meet you. So tell us about your, your next one. Uh, so the Murky Haze. I don't even know what brought this on. I think... People were asking me to make a hazy, um, okay. and I had never done it. And this is where um, Jason from Gift Horse and Colton from Stony Run come in. They, I would tell you what, uh, Jason came in to the tap room with his friend Josh probably within the first week, introduced himself, and I told him, I said, well, you guys are the two best brewer friends because I don't have any other brewer friends. <laughs> Uh, and I, from the story I told yeah. you before, right? So, uh, and I told him that story. I come in the tap room, I'll tell you that story. So, um, Josh, or not Josh, uh, Jason and Colton kind of coached me through this. Um, you know, how much of this to use, what to use. It, they, it wasn't specific. They were just like, you know, this is the nuts, this is the skeleton, and you put the meat on it. Um, so I did. Uh, and, it's beautiful. It was supposed to be close to 7%. And what do we have here? It's five points, maybe seven, I think. Uh, I had a horribly stuck mash. I don't know if you guys know what that is. or Yep, yep. yep. My goodness. Um, so in my tinkering and my creating this recipe, I put, well, first of all, uh, a hazy is, it has a lot of flaked grains in it, like breakfast oatmeal. Um, and what I basically did was make about 80 pounds of oat in my mash time. So when it came time to sparge it, the water just went through. I, it just totally solid. So that was a mess. It was a nightmare. It finally, two hours later, I finally got it into the boil. Uh, and it's, it's weaker cause I didn't have the see that I was expecting, but it's very good. You know, like so a hazy is a new England now. Yes, yes, New yes it style. is. East Coast, New East, England style. Yeah. Yeah. So where is this murky haze? I used to be a bowler. I don't so it's not, part. okay. Here's the, I did say that our beers are named after bowling terminology. Right. Except for the seasonals. The okay. seasonals get named appropriately. Get named pumpkin ale. Oktoberfest. Something descriptive right. so that people can identify them. This one had a working title, of Strange Haze, because I'm an... Uh, born in the 80s, I'm a Smiths fan. I, strange Haze, here we come. That was what I was thinking. And then I, I walk into the tap room all the time, talk to Rachel, and I use the word murky. That's a little, she giggles every time because that's her maiden name, right? So <laughs> I planned it so that we released this beer. And I told her, I think I told her it was going to be Strange Haze. Released it, put it in there so she could 
have to put the the placard up herself and and reveal the name of this beer and that's where it is <laughs> and she loves it her family really enjoys the hazy it's her favorite style of beer i should say that so it was it was perfect that's perfect yeah. so so murky haze cheers cheers definitely has that the hoppy ipa that hazy that you should have So this beer should come off as not bitter. It is not, not um, bitter at all. It's the largest bill of hops that I do. Like on here, it's 123 ounces of hops. And if you look at some of these other ones, the last one was 16 ounces. I think the other IPAs that I make that aren't hazy, something like maybe 60 or 70. Um, so the and as I was developing this recipe, because it was the first hazy I had made, I could not figure that. So I'm looking at this. I'm like, there's so many hops, but the IBUs are so low. They're clocking in at like 30. And this is twice the amount of hops I'm putting into beers that are clocking in at 70, 80. Okay. So then I start looking at the process and I get it. These hazy recipes skip the bittering process entirely. Okay. They um, typically in a batch of beer, you throw in hops at the very beginning of the boil, 60 minutes. Yep. And those are your bittering hops. And you may put in some call for 30, 15, 10, 5, or whirlpool. Whirlpool being when you flamed out and done and you're putting it in there in whirlpool. As it's settling down. As it's settling, correct. So this beer didn't even have that. This beer, I dropped to 180 before putting it. So you did it near the end of it. Way past the end. Way past the end. So... What happens is you're putting just boatloads of hops in here, more hops than I've ever seen, um, but you're not boiling them, so they don't turn bitter. You're all, you're getting the aroma and that green, fresh, you know, flavor of the hops. Yeah, and I'm looking at them, and we've come to learn that certain hops, like citra and mosaic, are going to bring a certain citrus, yes. uh, pineapple, and stuff like that, more, more mm-hmm. of a sweet citrusy to it, not that bitter. Pine cone. Absolutely. The like alpha acids. Great, yeah, the grapefruit. Yeah. So uh, when I put this together, I was like, well, let's let's see what hops people. Yeah. Like, what were the common ones? You know, and that's it. I don't experiment with these new strains of hop, hop oils or anything. You look at my list, it's going to be Cascade, Citra. Your, your typical stuff. Yeah, it's going to be the stuff, stuff that, that you know. Yep, exactly. And it's, what, it's going with what you said. You're making traditional styles. You're not going to over exploit it mm-hmm. we're gonna stick to what sells why make something that's not gonna sell why take the risk yeah you know these are proven hop people love these flavors the yeah. citra in particular i mean my gosh that is probably the most popular hop and, at least on in our and that's that's a very good hazy so dave let me get your opinion because <laughs> you are not the ipa right. guy i am not the ipa guy <laughs> I I could drink that. I would drink that. And I will drink that. I have drank more of it than I thought I would. Because I'm have, not necessarily an We have guy. four bottles sitting on the table that we have to finish. Emery says we have to finish these before. Yeah, I can't travel with full bottles. Okay. You and Emery just before I go home. That's all right. I like that. Um, actually, this IP, um, I am not a fan of IPAs in general. But um, I've run into quite a few IPAs I would drink. 
I, you know, it, it does taste pretty good. Yeah. It's, it's like you said, it's murky. Oh, I love the way it looks. Uh, you know, it's, it's grapefruit juice, basically. It, it looks like, say, it looks like it's a juice sitting in them that you just come out from the store. Yeah. Uh, what's that high end grocery store that everybody goes to? Oh, those things called. They're on commercials on TV. There's one in like. But I mean, they, they probably sell juices in these fancy bottles like that, so. No, that's that's a very good. You're talking about Wegmans, I think. Well, not right. Wegmans. What's the other one? Whole Foods. Uh, that's the one I'm. Yeah, Whole Foods. That's a that's an Amazon. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, they're they're <clears throat> they were bought by Amazon. It's uh, you, you can actually buy stuff online through Amazon. Hmm. I was thinking of Wegmans. Yeah. So uh, we got some beer news. We- on um i think we we had spoke about this before we sat mm-hmm. down yep um one of the one of the tap rooms in downtown you were closed up this past week uh, october 8th was their last day old forge closed the tap room i was it's shocked sh- to hear that yeah shame to see them go now i don't know if that meant they're closing whole operation but just the tap room was listed so i'm hoping they keep up operation i think they're in Lidditz or lebanon something like that is where their mainstay is and Hamauer is having an Oktoberfest on Saturday at his tap room, which that's when this episode will be released. So that is October fifteenth. Yeah, yeah. Hey, your 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 other one's <laughs> I think on I'm Friday, free, right? Yeah, you got time Saturday. Um, and then I think they're the breweries in PA is winding up their home big home brew competition they ran all summer. Did you ever get in any homebrew competitions when you were doing no. this? Um, I learned this at Allegro. Carl, uh, the winemaker over there, never entered competitions. He said, okay. they're all crap. It's all popularity yeah. driven. Um, and I, I suppose that's true to an extent. And I just, I'm busy. No, I don't want to do it. It's, life's too short. <laughs> but they, they, they're ending that up at the Rusty Rail there in Mifflin. So that's the... I think there was five regions they ran, hmm. and I think I love to go taste them. Oh, I'm not not going to compete. Yeah, I I think that's great when they can do like that. You like that festival we we met you at. I mean, it was just great to go around. Yeah. You had established breweries, you had home brewers, so you get to taste it all. That was a really unique setup, and what I noticed right away was all the home brewers when you went to taste their beer. They were giving you specs and details, and I use this, and like they're so proud, and understandably so, and I love that. Their passion for what they were doing was extreme. Where you come over to ours, and we're like, "Oh, here's this. Here's here's <laughs> my it. murky. Hits. Yeah, have at it." You know. So I was really impressed with the enthusiasm, and you know that I could see the enthusiasm with you. You're still carrying it. Oh, I love it. I love beer. I couldn't. I wouldn't be. This is where I belong. I think I think you found it. Everything we've had here, this has been great so far. Every beer we've tried, and there's plenty more on your list that I we're gonna have to go down to Scrubbies and we're gonna have to sit there. Maybe not for the NFL ticket. Maybe we'll come down and watch a Yankees and, and Cleveland Guardians. Oh, I'd love game. that. Yeah. There might only be three of them. Yes, but we'll sit there and drink. Them. <laughs> um one other place that they can find us is the Hopped Up Network. It is a 
out there. We are listed under the podcast, so you can go out to Hopped Up Network and find us out there. Again, with all our listening platforms on Apple, Spotify, Google, and all our social media platforms, look us up at Central PA Poor. And again, you can look for Scrubbies where? Where can we find Scrubbies, Emery? Only in Red Lion. Only in Red Lion. Now, at Lion Bowl is the name of the bowling alley. Officially, I think it's the Red Lion Bowling Center, but it is commonly referred to as Lion Bowl. So you can go in there. You can throw. Take your friends. Have some snack bar food. Snack bar food. Go to the brewery. Get get tap room there. Not the brewery. I can't call it a brewery. It's a tap room. And get some great beer. Um, Have some fun. Do they do like midnight bowl or like glow pin bowling? Uh, I think glow bowl is Friday or Saturday. I can't remember. Is it usually full? You can't predict it. You can't can't predict predict anything anywhere. That's one of the things I've learned. Like we, for no reason, will have a full house of bowlers or a full tap room out of the blue. You just can't tell. So there's a consistent, um, you know, a group, sort of the same group, but uh, a lot of people coming in and out, but. I tell you what, you're coming up into the winter season. Mm-hmm. That's bowling season. Bowling season and more, not a lot to do outside. So I think you're going to start to see it more. It'll probably be a big yeah. influx of people. Yep. So one thing I want to push, I only plug. Plug it. Uh, and it's not necessarily the plug. It's a, it's a public service announcement. Um, if you drive by the bowling alley and the parking lot is full of cars, those are bowlers. The tap room is usually empty. and I. I can't uh, say this. I can't explain this enough. Almost every full house league, the tap room is entirely empty because I think people come by, yell the cars, and like, oh, I'm not going in there. Never stop. So, yeah, don't stop. Come on in. Check it out. Yeah, check it out. And and I will vouch because back in the day, I used to bowl in league. I wish I bowled in a bowling alley here during. I would have probably been drinking it. When the bowl is good either. You don't know that. Eh. Yeah, I do. <laughs> um, but going to a bowling alley, no matter when, it, and not just every day, get good quality. That's what we're all about. I, like, I think I said we were talking, I can't go anywhere and have a beer without it being poured in a glass. I'm a beer fucking snob. Yeah. Yeah. I, I went to a comedy show. It was a BYOB. Took your own glass. I took a glass. (laughs) You took his glass. I didn't take a red solo cup. I took a glass. Um, So, yeah, I'm a beer snob. You go into this is far cry from a long time ago. Head start. I'm not even going to touch. I'm not going to touch that bull. I remember going in and asking him for uh, what kind of beer you have. And he says, We have Miller Light. Yingling Lager was always Yingling in my Lager. Yingling or Boston were my two go to. He says, You have anything else? And he says, Yeah, well, you can get it in a can. <laughs> 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 or you can get it in a bottle. Yeah. Take your choice. Yeah. Yeah. There is some Miller Light that was uh, somehow up in my fridge in my up there. So that that'll need to get out of there. It was like we talked about on tap. So the other week I yeah. was mowing the lawn. Somebody left a Bud Light line. Actually, a couple. So I checked it in while mowing the lawn. And my description was, this is what you need to do when you need to empty the fridge Mm -hmm. of bad beer to put good beer in it. Check in a Bud Light line. Sorry. 
anybody that likes Bud Light Lime. Yeah. Hey, the first one's not so bad. I'll yeah. tell you yeah. what, I was pleasantly surprised. I walked out in, into my garage and the beer fairy came. <laughs> yeah, there was beer in there that different, you know. And it was after the second can, and I said, I don't remember buying it. Oh, you were drinking my beer? I was drinking oh. your beer. <laughs> so I have this big party, Emery, on July 4th. And about 75, 80 people usually show up. It's a washer tournament. Ever throw washers? So it's a, it, all day we do washers. Now, for the last 10 years, I've been doing a huge fireworks show. So I cleaned my f- two fridges in my garage out, and Dave offers me a place to take them there because Lord knows everybody here is going to, you know, if they see it, they're going to drink it. One young lady brought me some stuff from South County because she works there, and I just stuck it in the fridge at night i go for him holy shit they drank my mm-hmm. beer all of it all of it of course going yeah, all of, of it course. not knowing the next day my wife said well i put that in the fridge inside so uh, did, i didn't know i was blaming everybody for drinking the beer she brought me so i mean i i think it's great this was great i'm glad we got to meet you we're glad we could have you here our next step is to get a date and visit scrubbies mm-hmm Maybe get to your house to see the brewery process. Sure, love to have you, Hamp. Um, go to the tap room, and that's that's going to be on Dave because he's the filming person of that. I'm the film crew. You're uh, the film crew. I I am the film crew, and he's the film crew with the gaff I and all that, that stuff, yeah. right? You're going to be the one holding the gaffer out there. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. It's me. So that that'll be our next step. Um, so I I this has been great. I've had a lot of fun. You've learned a lot about you, your passion for this craft beer. And I mean, do you, as far as the beer names go, we, we you kind of established that do you, since you are an illustrator, do you draw up maybe a design to hang up? Uh, so the whole design thing, like if you look at that list that I gave you, all yeah. the names are, you know, they're different. They're creative. And that's what you need to be. Yeah. And, uh, Honestly, I don't know how somebody at my scale with my budget could do um, what I've done without being a designer, without being a hack electrician, hack plumber, um, you know, just having some mind for financials. Uh, you know, I, you really have to be able to wear all those hats. But really, the design one is huge. Um, I, I think every day I use that, you know, whether it's putting out a new little poster in the tap room or coming up with doing the menu for the uh, snack bar or whatever. It's really handy. And it it makes, it's a polished look on everything. It's consistent. It it makes a big difference. I think it's cool. Um, You had mentioned in your little questionnaire, like certain aspects, like you already established Cleveland sports. Mm -hmm. You don't have a lot of time for fishing. I love to fish, but we were supposed to go out. We were supposed to go to Astig again last weekend. Is that when Ian shut it down? I think it last. Yeah, week week and a yeah. half, two weeks ago. So yeah, they shut it down. Uh, you know, it's. I I realized a long time ago. I like to do things that I can drink while I'm doing them, and fishing has always been one of those. Um, Driving's been my- <laughs> driving. Yeah, <laughs> driving on a golf course maybe. That'd driving be it, driving yeah. on a golf course. Yeah, exactly right. Yep. Um, so yeah, I love to fish. I just. Uh, haven't had so what's your favorite i mean do you like so you, i assuming you like saltwater 
You know, for a long time, I was a cat fisherman uh, on the Susquehanna. We would go down to the, um, the Holtwood Dam. At nighttime and just oh, cast gosh, Just yeah. sit there with a few beers. Oh, yeah, yeah. Until the, the sirens came on and they rang you out, <laughs> um, which has happened almost every time, which might be why we stopped doing it. We had a beautiful spot. I don't think many people knew about it. You have to climb out onto the rocks. We called it the living room. It was, it's like God put it there for us. That's good. Right in front of the waterfall and my the catfish and couldn't help but catch them yeah so we'd have a blast and that just stopped happening but we still me and my uh, two buddies go down to the beach every spring and every fall trying to catch rockfish drum as they're running up and down with the so tell us again about where the name scrubbies came it was your grandfather Mm -hmm. he had a old bar it was uh a bar that i grew up in in lorraine ohio um, maybe a mile and a half from my house. Uh, and his, I wish there was a better story for this and I might make one up someday because <laughs> people ask, where's the, whatever sells, from, right? right? Whatever so I sells. asked my mom, you know, well, where'd, where'd Scrubby's nickname come? I said, well, he used to have to scrub the porch before he was allowed to go out with his friends. So all his, his friends started calling him. Oh. And. No, that's pretty. Uh, <laughs> that's it's it. It, hey, interesting. It is yeah. interesting. And, you know, as a motorcycle enthusiast, I have a riding club. Mm-hmm. You get nicknames for stupid stuff. Yeah. That oh, happens. Yeah. So, and I, I think it's awesome that you took your grandfather's nickname, no matter how he got it, and or you're paying homage to it. Yeah. I, uh, being in that tap room, I, I had alluded to the Zen nature, the feel good that I get out of doing all this. Being in that tap room, surrounded by photos of my grandfather and my grandmother's in some of them, and my sister Laurel uh, did the mural on the wall in there. Jess and I build everything in there by hand with some help from Sleepy over at the bowling alley, and it's it's good for my soul you know, to be. It's a nice place. Yeah, I could see. I mean, I could see your the passion you got, the enthusiasm you have. You have a love for what, like what I think I mentioned earlier. If you love what you're doing, you're not working a day in your life. Yeah. I'm lucky. I'm very lucky. I, I don't think you're working a day in your life. You're no. just having fun. Yeah. Yeah. And I bowl a lot. Oh, right, so now you're a bowler too? <laughs> I was always a bowler. Okay. Well, again, I mean, I landed where I was supposed to be. You know, okay. I, so what I neglected to mention was that I would spend my afternoons in the bar with my grandfather and my parents bowled in league. So I would go to the bowling alley and do my homework and eat uh, sour cream and onion chips and drink Dr. Pepper because that's the only place I could get it. While they were bowling. <laughs> so for me to end up in a bar in a bowling alley is not a stretch. Oh, that is. That, that's, yeah. uh, yeah. that's, uh, what are well, they it's want? Ohio. Everybody in Ohio bowl. So, you, so you're a bowler. What's your best game you ever rolled? I had a 296 once. 296. Wow. wow. Yeah, it doesn't happen often. I had a 288. Oh. That's real good. During league. Yeah, this is league. I did 10 straight strikes and I put the process, you know, the, the, Pressure on myself. The whole league, of course, the whole bowling oh, alley shuts down. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're all standing there watching. He's going to do it. He's going to do it. <laughs> what do I do? I hit a, it's a lot of pressure. I hit a split. Oh, geez. Oh, see, I didn't. I, I did the same thing. 10 in, and I think I hit a 6-4, six, 6 no, I hit a 7-10 split, and I missed them both. Well, that was a good shot, though. 7-10 yeah. split's always a solid pocket. So yeah. Proud. So, they look good. And I, I enjoyed bowling. It just got to be so expensive. I mean. That time it was like seven, eight bucks a week, which was a lot for me. Mm-hmm. 
but now I can't even imagine paying that. What you got? The leagues I'm in are seven, seventeen a week. Yeah, I always. But then you put in the gambling and all that. Yeah, the little side (laughs) stuff going on. Uh, the cards you get for a spare. Uh, we do it. Uh, yeah, yep. yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I know how it did work. The only thing I had was when they handicapped. We did I would handicap. only play in handicap. And I'm playing against somebody that I'm giving up 150 pins to. Hmm. And then I have a game that I'm shooting like 60. And I'm I'm losing every game. I agree with that to an extent, but I'm not good enough to play scratch. So I don't mind the <laughs> handicap. It's just like, okay, not the... You know, my average was like one. That's good. That's real good. But, you know, when you're giving up 150 pins and then I'll get a, a oh, fuck me game. Yeah, and they put two marks together and you're done. Yeah, I'm you're done. You're not going to be able to make yeah, it. Yeah. yeah, so it it was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. I still got my old blue hammer. <clears throat> oh, yeah. My Columbia. Uh, All right, bring it out when you come. Okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll roll some frame. Now, I think the last time we went, because uh, like uh, some of the lanes around here now are all them synthetics. The surfaces. Yeah. Yeah. And that, everybody is. And that blue hammer does not like synthetic uh, it's oil. Reactive. It's yeah. it's all from that old oil and, and hardwood. It would it would react to yeah. the oil. It's still oiled, but the, the new surfaces. Yeah. The, so the, the balls are now designed for that surface. Yeah. So the blue hammer, I'm throwing it like a straight ball, basically. Mm-hmm. It's not it doesn't hook the way it used to. So I still suck at that. Did you ever bowl, Dave? Long time ago? Yeah. Did they actually have the pins, or did they have to use sticks <laughs> and had, rocks? They had a guy down there. Okay, okay. I'm just checking. On the dock. <laughs> yeah. He was hanging from the side. <clears throat> you got any last-minute comments there, Mr. Dave? Um, no. Um, I, this, is, this has been entertaining to, to uh, talk with you. And, and every one of these have been interesting. And what we need to do is just go to everybody and tell them, he says, if you ever want to know how to make beer, get all the tips on that beer. You need to, you need to tune into our podcast. Yeah. We have a variety of brewers with different styles and tips that you can learn how to. Mm -hmm. Everybody does it different. It is. It's been great. And I think that this is something that, The only other thing is, is I did notice that we had spilled some beer over there. If you want, I'll go wipe <laughs> uh, it up. You want me to? You want me to take my Penn State shirt off? Yeah, so I could go wipe the wipe the beer up over. There. I see that. So, Emery, thank you very much for uh, oh, you're very us welcome. here today. So, again, tell us where they can find you. Uh, Scrubby's Tap Room in Red Lion. Red Lion. So that in is, the bowling center. Yeah, in the bowling center. Don't be fooled. 90 Martin Street, Red Line, Scrubbies, Scrubbies dot beer. Yeah, seemed like a good idea at the time. I'm like, oh, that's cool, Scrubbies dot beer. But, man, I, I thought I was bad. Technologically speaking, people are like, Scrubbiesbeer.com. Everybody's like, dot com. Yeah, I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. So I stuck with it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's Scrubbies dot beer. Yeah. Scrubbies dot beer is your web, your that's web address. It, yeah. Uh, look him up on social media he, and check his beers in when you go there. On Please, untapped. Yeah. <laughs> He's not, he might not see it or toast it. I might. I might hey. start. Yeah, there we go. Now that I know. Uh, look us up on all our social medias at, so, at Central PA Poor. Right. 
uh, look us up where you get your podcast popped up network youtube subscribe to our youtube channel we are getting close to 100 we do apologize it's been a couple weeks since we've had a release uh, we had some personal stuff that has happened in our lives i'll go into it yep. and september and october just kind of got away from us we're back and uh, we're going to be looking into doing some more weekly live stuff so look for that ben is going to head that up and emery this has been great. I want you to tell us about our Cheers beer before we get out of here. Okay. Uh, this is a traditional stout. It's a very simple recipe. Uh, there are no adjuncts in, uh, in that there's no coffee, no coconut, no vanilla. Uh, but almost everybody says, oh, this has coffee in it. But it doesn't. That's from the roasted barley. Um, and really, it's modeled after a Guinness. It's dry. Uh, when you drink it, it should make you. That's that's the best way I can do. That's a beer. Wants yeah. me to drink more. They all so. make me want to drink more, but this one in particular. And this is called the ten pin. This is the ten pin. And now is this one of your staples down there? This is a staple unless we have our bourbon oak. And that's the one I saw. That, on the list. That'll go. So the idea with this, um, obviously, for right-handers, ten pin is probably right. Yep. Pin, right. Yeah. It's the worst pin. It, it's it's hard. It's hard to get. Stands on a good, good ball. Is a seven pin. Exactly. So the idea here was to make a another beer and call it the seven pin that would become how to get this right because I know it's a, a slur in Maryland. It's a half and half. What is it called? What do we used? To, it used to be called a black and tan. Black and tan. That's the slur. Black and tan. So now they call it a half and half. But we wanted to do a seven ten split. Oh, the there together. we go. So you're gonna have your own black and tan. Yes, seven ten. But we never got it. Right. And I've been tinkering with it. I cannot. I don't know the physics of it or whatever it takes to make the beers separate. I can't get that. So anybody who knows, let me know. That's the, you figure that out. That would be awesome. I know. That would be a lot of fun. So we appreciate you guys. Emery, appreciate you coming out here, being on the Central PA Pour. If you're out there, grab a glass and raise your glass with Scrubby's Craft Brewery and the CPP crew. And let's all be bonded by beer. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.